0: Hello and welcome to the Every Nation Twane Moikliff podcast. We trust that you'll enjoy today's message with us. Good morning, everyone. It's great to see all of you here. Um, I just also want to thank the Victory Team, um, the Growth Weekend team who came. To minister this weekend. I just want to say to you, we had 30 people or 28 people doing victory training. We had 10 people doing making disciples, and then another 28 people came to pray with the people. So we had so many people involved this weekend. So it's great to be part of a great team, also. Now, for those of you who are new, maybe you weren't here last week, we are in a relationship series. There's more to relationship. Who of you were here um, the previous Sunday when Philip spoke on singleness? That was incredible. Um, One of the sentences that he said is that singleness is a gift from God and it's not a stepping stone. It's actually a gift and a calling. So if you think about it, Jesus was single and he changed the world. And if you didn't listen to that sermon, you're more than welcome to go and listen to that sermon online. But my topic today is friendships. And I know it sounds like yeah, you are my best friend like almost like school language but every single one of us have relationships. You if you, do, you on the face of the earth you're going to face relationships. You either have a relationship with your parents, your friends, your colleagues. You will f- get into a relationship and many times in relationships people get hurt. People feel isolated, people feel lonely. Some relationships flourish, other relationships break. But God is also in the business of relationship. And really, it was not our idea. Relationship is actually an idea that comes from God. If you think about it, that God said he was a friend of Abram. Then he said he spoke to Moses face to face, just like a friend. Then you see that he actually said that Lazarus was his friend. And when Lazarus died, he wept. And then he called calls his disciples. He said, I'm not going to call you um, slaves anymore. I'm going to call you friends. So f- Jesus and God is in the business of friendship. And I want us to go into the word and see what does God say about friendships. So you can open your Bible with me to John fifteen fifteen, but it will also be on, this, on the screen there. I'm going to just move a little bit like this. And then we're going to read together. Okay, John fifteen fifteen. It says, "I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I have learned from my father, I've made known to you." Now, this is James. Uh, uh, this is um, John. Um, Jesus speaking to his disciples. Jesus is saying to his disciples that I no longer. That word, I, no longer means that it used to be like this, but I am doing something new. I am changing something. He says, um, you guys are familiar with the word servant. They used to know that, you know, Jesus called them servant all the time. You are my servants. They were familiar with the word servant. They knew that Jesus was Lord. They knew that he was master. And now you are saying that you are still servant, but you also call me friend. So they were familiar with the whole concept of a servant. But for those of you who know what a servant is, a servant actually only obeys master and actually don't know what that master is thinking or doing. There's almost like a mechanical obedience. But God is saying to his disciples, "I'm Jesus, he says, I'm moving a little bit closer to you. I'm not calling you servants anymore. I'm calling you friends. He says, instead, I call you friends. So Jesus takes the first initiative and he's moving closer like a friend. He's saying by saying, I am going to call you friend. He says two things. I love you which is the first foundation of friendship. The second one is, is, I trust you. So there's two things that Jesus says, I'm going deeper with you. I love you and I trust you. And there's a type of uh, affection there. Then he says, "Um, um, everything that I've learned from my father, I'm going to make known to you. So you can see that Jesus is actually setting an example of friendship. From his side, he didn't say, you need to give back to me. You need to um, call me friend. He actually was just speaking about his responsibility. I'm making you friends. I'm moving from servant to friendship. And then he says, I'm going to make known to you secrets from my father. How amazing was it for the disciples to know that Jesus is going to die ahead of time. He said, I'm going to be raised from the dead in in three days. Then he said, um, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. You're not going to be alone. So we see here how Jesus is giving secrets to the disciples and bringing that relationship a little bit closer. I will never forget when Jim LaFoon had a whole series on friendship with God. And he's one of our prophets in our movement. Who of you know a little bit of Jim LaFoon? You've heard the word. Now that guy is very prophetic. He can tell you what breakfast you had in the morning. (laughs) He is so prophetic. And he was standing one day and he ministered about friendship. And he said the only thing that I actually ever wanted to be was a friend of God. And by moving closer to God and spending time with God like a friend, talking to him, including him in his life, sharing with him that I'm anxious, I'm worried, He actually became a prophet because he could hear God's voice. He understood who God was. He became 100% secure in who he was. So I want to encourage you, the first foundation of friendship is friendship with God. Nobody can build that for you. This church will not be able to build a friendship for you on behalf of you. Many times we think we have a friendship with God because we're talking to one another about God. That's not friendship with God. Friendship with God is to close your door, to go into your inner room, open that Bible. Somebody needs to open it. Get off your phone, read your word, and pray, and build a friendship with God. This lies in your hands. You have the opportunity every single day to build a friendship with God Almighty, and he will share secrets, insight, wisdom. Some of you don't know what to do with your business. Jesus will share with you. He will show you in the word and he will guide you. And this is an incredible foundation to have before we build any other friendship on the face of the earth. This is your first foundation. So that's our first point, friendship with God. Number two is a friendship that we should not build, but it's also mentioned in the Bible. It's friendship with the world. Okay, so James 4 verse 4 says there, we can read together. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. So this is the one friendship area that Jesus is speaking about. And he says, do not build this friendship. It's almost like, you know, when your, your parents tell you, do not be friends with them. And you're like, no, man, they okay. No, no don't be friends with them because they're going to have a bad influence on you. So now, why do James uses the word adulterous people? Let me tell you, James was speaking to a group of Christians here, a community of Christians that has already surrendered their lives to Jesus. Now, who of you have read the book of James? It's hectic. Listen here, I'm telling you, it is like you need to be ready when you read the book of James because he's straight to the point, black and white. He says, you adulterous people. What does that mean? You adulterous people. He means that he actually wants to shock the believers. It's not as if they were sleeping around and committing literally like adultery. He said, no, you are breaking government with me because you used to be in the world— You and it didn't do it for you. You had no peace, you were broken, you were dissatisfied, then you became born again. I washed away your sin, and now you're going back to the same very thing that did nothing for you, but actually just broke relationships. So he says, I'm just I want to shock you, I'm giving you this word, adulterous people. Um And he says, don't break the covenant that you have with God. And then that second word that says, don't you know. So he is saying, you're supposed to know. Believers, you're supposed to know that we don't build relationship with the world. But then he says, you've also lost perspective. You've lost perspective between what is right and wrong. Because you've started to engage in the world. You started to fall in love with worldly things. You started to fall in love with the worldly system. There's only two kingdoms that we get on the face of the earth, right? It's the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of darkness. The the world signifies it's the kingdom of darkness. The moment we become friends, there's something like an affection They actually say in some of the commentaries that the believers started to fall in love again with the world and they have lost their love for God. That's why I want to encourage us to not just to always bring rules and regulations into people's life. Don't do this. Don't drink. It's not for us to say do not do this or do not do this. When you fall in love with God, when you love him and you are intimate with God, There's something on the inside that tells you no to the world. Nobody needs to tell me that I have to say no. Not even James needs to tell me that I have to say no to the world because I love God. And there's something on the inside that says to me no. And remember when you say no to God, you say yes. When you say no to the world, you say yes to God. And I know it's difficult to say no. No, I can't be there. Or no, I can't be at that party. Or no, I won't be able to attend your wedding. It's difficult to say no. But let me tell you, every time you say no to the world, you say yes to God. You say yes to God Almighty. You say yes to your friend in heaven who's going to share with your secrets, that loves you unconditional, that will never reject you, that will never pretend he's not God or he's a liar He will keep to his word. So he says, don't you know, can you not remember, have you lost your perspective? That friendship with the the world means enmity against God. Now, what does that enmity mean? It means alienation. It means you've started to detach yourself from God. Because if you start to suppress the Holy Spirit for a long time in your life, and we spoke about it at the Victory Training they're all hearing it all over again. When there's truth coming into your life and the spirit tells you, no, no, no. And you take that very spirit and truth and you suppress. You suppress it, you say, No, 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 no. I don't want to miss out. I want to be in the world. You suppress, you suppress. The Bible actually said that truth will come out like a ball under the water and pop and pop and it comes out. But there will be a time that you will lose perspective because for a very long time, you have disobeyed the Spirit. It's almost like if you've quenched the Spirit and you will not have perspective. You will not know what is the difference between right or wrong unless you repent. And the Bible says He restores that Spirit and it becomes sensitive again. To realize what is right and wrong again. So enmity with God is to detach ourselves from God. And who wants that? So James is speaking to people and say, listen here, you have tried the world before. You've tried it. It didn't work for you. The outcome was not successful. You didn't have peace. You were broken and hurt. I want to encourage you about your covenant that you made with me. Come back to me and build a friendship with me. So that is the the second friendship. It's friendship with the world. Now our third point there, I don't even know how much time I have left. Okay, Friendship with others. Okay, now this is just the basic friendships that we face every single day of our lives. Friendship with, you know, same sex, opposite sex, just normal friendship. Um, Let's read that scripture together. It says, since God chose you to be holy people, The holy people he loves, you see again affection. He didn't say just to be holy. He said the holy people he loves. You must clothe yourself with tender hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Okay. So all of those characteristics are amazing characteristics to have in a friendship, right? But I want to focus on the second part. It says, make allowance for each other's faults. And forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. So I just want to tell you a little bit of a testimony from my side. Um, Who of you realizes that in ministry we can be offended every single day of our lives? Because our business is actually (laughs) people. People we work with people every single day of our lives. And I have been in ministry now for the last 24 years. Can you imagine if I had to take offense every time somebody did this or said this or WhatsApp me here? I mean, I would not be able to stand here today. I'll be a wreck. But I have learned through the years of ministry. I remember the first few years, I took offense like for every single little thing. They didn't ask me to just do the announcements. They didn't do this. They, that person didn't greet me, this. And, and I was just a wreck, like I couldn't cope. But then I realized like the only person who is responsible for my heart is me. I'm the only one that can guard this heart and allow this heart to prosper. It's not the church responsibility. It's not my husband. It's not my parents. It's my responsibility. And I've come to the realization and the revelation that I need to sweep before my own door, before I point fingers to other people. And I know many times when we speak about relationship, we always counsel people and they're speaking about the other person. But that person said that, that person didn't say that, that person did do do this. And you see this going all the time and you don't see the change happening here. I want to encourage you, if it comes to friendship, take ownership take responsibility for your own heart. Are you going to be a person that's going to be offended like this for every single thing in your life? I'm offended for this, this. You, the Bible says, guard your heart above all because it is the very life inside of us. If you are free in your heart, you are a free person. If you are free in your mind, you are a free, free person. And who is responsible for that? God will give us many principles for us to stay free. So I want to encourage you with the last part. It says, make allowance for each other's faults. Do you have grace available in your bank account when other people make mistakes? Congregation, I want to ask you, do you have grace? With the same judgment that you judge other people, do you also judge yourself? I will never forget this day when Philip said, You're very strong to point out all my mistakes. You do this and you do this. And listen, yeah, I want to tell you, I'm really good with arguments. I really, I've got a talent like, to argue and to, like, I feel like even before Philip is finished, I already know what to say. Like, it's almost I feel like I can launch a bazooka. I know what to say. And then this one day, he just said to me, like, You're easy to show. Like, you make mistakes here, you make mistakes here. But the question is, Can you realize that you also make mistakes? And it's the same weight. Sometimes we realize we make mistakes, but but that's not that bad. And we try to minimize that. Today, I want to encourage you to take responsibility for your own heart. It's your heart. Do not take offense. Allow that other people can also make mistakes. Have enough grace in your heart so that other people can make mistakes. Have that allowance. Then he says, forgive anyone who offends you. Again, we see that responsibility lies with you. You forgive. You don't do this. You can see how this scripture is emphasizing what is your responsibility. There's not a scripture there that says you, are, you don't have to forgive because the other people, person don't forgive. You don't have to be because of the other person. They don't even mention the other person. We don't have control over other people's decisions. We don't have control how they respond, but we have control how we respond. We can take that responsibility. Congregation, may we be known as people who do not take offense easily, who can actually overlook an offense. Let's be known as salt and light out there that we are not easily offended. I remember with David and Saul and how Saul was just trying to kill David and he had spears and he wanted to throw David with spears, kill him, kill him. And I actually say that David had a skill to dodge those spears. May it be with us when offense come our way, are you going to take it or are you going to leave it? And I just pray that that will be um, um, just a testimony of us keeping our hearts clean. And forgive anyone who offends you. And then he says, but remember... Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. If you do not have a revelation of what God has forgiven, forgiven you of, you will be, it's going to be very difficult for you to forgive others. We need to get a revelation first. And Philip said to me, Renee, when you ask forgiveness to God, does he forgive you immediately? I said, Yes. He said, but but why do you take three or four days before you forgive me? (laughs) Okay. You know, remember, don't forget, remember how God has forgiven you. Have you ever forgotten to maybe were you late for an appointment? Did you forget to WhatsApp somebody back? Did you um, maybe were irritated in a day and you were dishonoring that day? Have you ever had moments like that? There are many people that face those moments. Let's have grace with them and have a forgiving attitude. The biggest thing that we can have with forgiveness is a renewing of the mind. I think sometimes relationships get complicated because we build narratives, stories in our minds that really does not exist. We start to believe stories about people and that actually keeps us in bondage. We need to renew our minds. People, the Lord says that have the mind of Christ. Think the best. Believe the best. You will have uncomplicated relationships. Friendship comes back to you. What kind of friend do you want to be? I'm coming to a close. I think I didn't even use all my time. What kind of friend do you want to be? Do you want to be a person that's always like offended? Ask yourself, what is happening in your life? Or can you be at a place where you say, Lord, I don't want to be that person anymore. I have complicated my own life because I'm taking offense all the time. I've got unforgiveness that's harbored there almost for years. It's still in my life. What kind of friend do you want to be? I'm not asking you what kind of friends do you have. I'm asking you, your first responsibility is to think, what kind of friend do you want to be? Um. And then I just want to encourage the, the, the following, that everything starts with our relationship with God. There's not a chance that you will ever build a friendship if you don't have that foundation of God, because God is the one that will lead us to forgive and to um, release offenses. I have dealt with many offenses in my life, but the, the, the main word that we want to focus on is I have dealt with that. Many times I speak to people 40, 50 years already down the line and still haven't dealt with the issues in their heart. Let's be a congregation that brings things into the light and deal with stuff and let's live an uncomplicated life and enjoy the friendships that God has placed around us. Amen? Amen. Maybe I can just get, um, where's this, is here? Okay. We're going to close our eyes now and Marnus is just going to play some music. And I want us to reflect on the following. How is your, your friendship with God going? Are you just speaking to people about God? Or do you actually have time with God? And you have prioritized that friendship. Put aside time and spend time with God. Close the busyness of life and get into your word. What is the greatest privilege that God will call us friends? He spoke to Moses face to face. He wants to reveal himself to us. He wants to share with us. He wants to guide us. He doesn't want us to make the same mistakes again. So reflect on your friendship with God and say, God, I need an intense desire to build a friendship with you. If there's desire, I believe that you will know exactly what to do. The second point is maybe you are sitting here and you have started to lose perspective. You started to lose perspective. You started to engage with the world. You started to think that it's not that bad. The moment we lose perspective, um, we will start to justify our deeds. We will say it's not that bad. Maybe you are in a place where you struggle between the two, in the world, in God, in the world, in God. God is calling you back to your first love. That's the only place that you will be satisfied. Some of you must actually practice in front of a mirror how to say no. Because you are not prepared in a difficult situation where there's a lot of pressure on your life. You say yes all the time, but God wants you to say no. Because remember, every time you say no, you say yes to God. And then the last part is, maybe you have a few complications in the relationship. There's offense and unforgiveness. Why don't we take the opportunity today and say, I want to get that out of my heart. I don't want to walk another day with offense and unforgiveness in my heart. The Bible actually says, offense takes root and it causes bitterness and it will defile. You will start to speak to other people and you will start to defile other people. So that's really not who we want to be. And if you pick, take out the root of offense and bitterness, it actually closes our mouths. And whenever we open our mouths, it's blessing. It's positive. It's encouraging. Just close your eyes where you are right there. Father, thank you just for this word, Lord. Thank you that you encourage us on a daily basis, Lord. Thank you that your word is strong and powerful. And if we just dare to trust it, dare to obey it, dare to test this word, Lord, that we will find that you are faithful and that you will set us free. Father, I even just want to pray for people today that may maybe in a difficult spot relationally concerning friendship. Lord, I pray that you'll come with your love, and just come and hold them. I pray, Father, they will start to trust your principles, trust your ways, and know it is a difficult road, but it's the road to freedom. Lord, I thank you that you want to build healthy relationships, even in this church, Lord, and help us, Lord, to honor you with every relationship that we build, that our minds will be set on you. We will think of, what you think, Lord. And we thank you for that. And that concludes today's message. For more information, visit our website at everynationtwane.org forward slash That's everynationtwane.org forward slash Also, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram till next time then